There have been and still are many things in this life that I thought and still think I know. But when I look into each of them deeply and humbly, I realize I know nothing. A group of guys were standing back away from the street behind the sidewalk a little ways as we drove up. Chuck stopped the car and turned down the radio, which got the attention of one of the guys. Immediately, a tall, thin guy strode over hurriedly to the passenger side as if he had done hundreds of times before. I looked up at him from the back seat. The yellow, dull hue from the the street lamp behind him gave off just enough light for me to see that he was probably 15 years old, 16 at the most. Then after looking left, then right, in a high-pitched voice, he stuck his head in a little bit and asked, what you need? everyone, my name is Bishop Frisch. Thanks very much for being here and welcome to My Life Through Music where I talk about the significant events of my life along with the songs and music that were either there at the time or describe thoughts, feelings, or emotions I was experiencing at those particular places and at those particular times. And the song that represents these memories is What You Know from T.I. released in 2006. Songs and music can do a lot of things. They can move us inside. They can inspire us. They can make us happy. They can make us sad. They can hype us up and motivate us, calm us and relax us. They can make us dance and move or even take us to other places in our minds. Another thing they can do is cause us to reflect, to look inward. And that's exactly what this song does for me especially during this time in my life. What You Know hits me right from the beginning with its powerful keyboard and and synthesizer work. And this brilliant arrangement of music, in my opinion, gives this song a very necessary and real sense of ominous tension and a threatening tone which says, hey, this is our stuff. This is something that we know about. You don't know nothing about this. And admittedly, I, along with many others around me, did not and still don't know anything about. Now, what is that which is being referred to in this song? Well, generally, it's that life, uh, the life on the streets. Real players, real hustlers, real gangsters, and yeah, real drug dealers. Again, what did I know about that? Nothing. This song is staring right back at me from the mirror, forcing me to listen. 
demanding an answer while it speaks to me, while it teaches me. Just because I listened to that music didn't mean I knew anything about it. I knew nothing. So as we continued into the night, going from party to party, from place to place, from the back seat, I quietly took in the night. And as I did, I was beginning to notice that the buildings and houses looked more and more different from where we started earlier. And the streets were alive with activity. Activity of a much different rhythm, of a much different vibe. Um, Does that make sense to anyone? Now, this was a stark contrast to what I was used to. Here, what I saw that night, people were, were guarded, cautious, not afraid, but always looking around, looking over their shoulder. Their eyes had a different look in them. They were narrowed, constantly ready. And where I was from, it wasn't uncommon that your nearest neighbor was a quarter mile away. And when you did see them, it was usually on a dirt road. And even sometimes they were on horses. They more often than not smiled and waved, very friendly. Where I was from, things seemed to move a little slower. The air was clean and it was fresh. (laughs) Unless, of course, you lived close to someone who owned livestock. And just as I mentioned, that was very common. By this point in the night, however, the buildings, they, they looked much older, and so did the houses. Um, they, were, they were smaller, and I remember them being close together. As my head turned back and forth, looking out the small rear windows of the car, my eyes and my mouth both were just wide open in amazement as I thought to myself, man. This must be what they're talking about. My conscience was screaming that we should get out of there, but my adrenaline-spiked brain wanted and needed to keep going because the party hadn't stopped yet, and there was still one more place to go. Suffice it to say, At this point in the night, we were in places that we never should have been, doing things that we never should have been doing. And then as we pulled off the main drag into a neighborhood, a combination of fear and, yeah, probably shame, wouldn't allow me to lift my head up any higher as we quickly made our way down yet another street. As Chuck slowed down the car, I slumped in the back seat as far as I could and I gazed up underneath nervous and cautious eyebrows, looking up mostly from my right eye. The radio being turned down all the way just made it more surreal. All I could make out from that angle was the corner of an old small house and a group of guys huddled around each other. To the left of them, What appeared to be a a mouth of of an alleyway, I could see light-colored trash bags in a small pile on the ground and a few scattered around that just didn't make it to the pile. Again, our car stopped 
got the uh, group's attention. And then one of the guys, a tall, thin guy, walked over pretty quickly as he seemingly had done hundreds of times before. And I sat back in the back seat looking up and the yellow hue from the streetlight gave off just enough light for me to see that he was probably 15, 16 years old at the most. And then looking back and forth quickly, he saw who was in the car and then he looked in and with a high-pitched voice, he said, what you need? Tanner, that's what I'll call him, was sitting in the front passenger side and he was haggling back and forth for a second using street terms and language that I didn't recognize or, or ever heard before. And after what took no more than 30 seconds, we were out of there like a bat out of hell and went back to Tanner's house. Perspective is powerful. It's a powerful tool. It allows us to have more context, understanding, and empathy. And I had none of those things at 17, 18 years old. And one of the many mistakes I made back then at a young age and still make to this day is that I thought I had an understanding, not only of the music I was listening to uh, at the time, but many other things in life. And I didn't. I still don't. My point is that I could have listened to all the songs that I wanted to. I could have visualized it in my mind all I wanted to. I could have went to all the concerts with California Kid that I wanted to. And I could have talked about it all I wanted to. And I could have seen it on the news all that I wanted to. I didn't know what this music was really about. I thought that at a young age, <laughs> I knew something. <laughs> I didn't. And I pray that I never make that mistake today with anything. Here's a question. Look deeply into something that is in your life that you think you know about. Do you know as much as you think you know about it? I challenge you to go deep inside yourself and ask that question humbly and just learn from it. Sometimes we simply don't know what we don't know. And that's okay for now. But as long as we're constantly in the process of learning who we are and challenging ourselves by thinking, I may know a little something about this. And again, it could be anything. But then be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves, what do I really know about that? I was on the outside looking in during those moments and I was there only by virtue of being with these guys at a few places, at a few times during these trips with California Kid. But I got just a tiny, tiny fragment, a flash, a quick glance at a much larger world that I never knew existed. It was very dangerous and very foolish. But what what it did for me is it gave me a little more context, a little more understanding 
and a little more empathy, more than what I had before. What I saw was a frame, just a frame from a proverbial movie reel, a single frame of a movie that had been constantly going on for decades before and is still going on today. And that's why this song is where it's at in my, my life through music playlist. And why I need to thank T.I., albeit several years later, for this song because it gave me a much needed perspective and insight and teaches me still to this day that just when I think I know something, again, whatever it is, and not just about music, but about life, I need to ask myself, what do I really know about that? And in all cases, in all cases, it's never as much as I thought I did. So what that does for me is it forces me to always keep seeking and always keep learning. And that's what I try to do. If you've never heard this song before, I recommend and encourage you to check it out whenever you can. Uh, however you access your music today. Um, I'll also put a link to it down below like I always do with um, every song that I talk about so you can go right to it and see and feel what I'm talking about. As always, thank you very much for your time. I know it's valuable. In the next video, I'll talk about what we did when we got back to Tanner's house, the effects it had on me, and the forthcoming war that erupted in my mind during that long, hot trip on the I-10 back to Arizona. I'll talk about that and a few other things when I talk a little more about my life through music. Places and at these particular times. Hello, everyone. My name is Bishop Frisch. Thanks for. By this. Suffice it to say, at this point, we were in a place where we never should have been, doing things that we ne never should have been doing. That just when I think I know something, again, whatever it is, and not just about music, but about life, I need to ask myself, what do I really know about that? And in all cases, in all cases, it's never as much as I thought I did.